All right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. Nick and I are back again, and today we actually have a guest. Today we have longtime CrossFitter and longtime member of CrossFit Casco Bay, Josh Murphy. How you doing, Josh? Great. How are you guys doing? I think we're Great. doing pretty Thanks good. For How are you doing, Nick? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for hopping on today, Josh. Yeah, we're excited to chat with you. Um, I think the, the best way to start off is why don't you just tell us and our audience a little bit about yourself and your history with CrossFit? Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. So I got involved with CrossFit back in about 2002. So um, I was doing some boxing just out of college and before my graduate degree and, and found a website that had a lot of great, there's a trainer in, in Connecticut, had a lot of great resources for kind of building your own equipment. And um, he had posted about CrossFit and the daily workouts that they were posting. So I found that. And so basically back then, CrossFit was just a web page, one single web page. Every day, um, there would be a workout of the day that was posted. And back then, there were just a few dozen of us who would literally do the workout and then comment in the comment section. And um, that's how I kind of got hooked. Kind of got a first dose just doing it on my own. So this is way back before there was any social media. There were no affiliates, obviously. And it was just kind of a few dozen people that would look for these literally insane workouts that would just appear on the East Coast. I was on the East Coast, um, you know, late at night and you kind of get up and do them. So that's that's kind of where I got started. That's really cool. Do you happen to remember what your first workout was or maybe like what they looked like back then in 2002? Yeah, they they they, they were cool. So the programming back then was really kind of traditional CrossFit. Um, you know, couplets and triplets and, you know, um, strength days. But you, you would, if you went back to the archives, you would see like a lot of experimentation, right? Between reps and movements and modalities. Um, I, I don't remember my first CrossFit workout. I've tried to look before because a lot of that information is still there. I did actually recently go back to the first time that Murph was programmed in 2005 and find my time from there. Um, and so I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, was it faster, faster or slower than now? <laughs> I was, I was like, I was like 60 pounds lighter. <laughs> I was training Muay Thai kickboxing, you know, five days a week running on the beach. So it was definitely a different version of myself back then, a single. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was actually pretty good. It was like sub sub 45 like right around 45 minutes but now oh hell yeah <laughs> now i well, wouldn't touch that so it, it the old blog and website that was they they kept that until just up to like like seven years ago or so right like they had like it was like that old yellow and white like just standard exactly. blog yeah yeah I, and they kind of had it they had it they had it hosted too even when it wasn't kind of running and you can still go back it's got a new look and feel but like i said i just found you know, my post from 17 years ago. That's, uh, that's cool. So, you know, it, it, it was meant to be like really basic, you know, and just bare bones. Um, and, and that's kind of what the beauty of it was. It was kind of these really early adopters kind of coming in and you really just came in for this crazy workout in the community though. Like the exchanges that you would see there, um, there's a lot of good interaction, like people, you know, Greg would post, you know, long posts about methodology and just thoughts on things. So there's so much actual gold like buried in the comments and just that was kind of the the basis of the start of the community. So 
What was one of the things you, you kind of talked about the simplicity in the community was that were those aspects that kind of hooked you? Were you hooked pretty much immediately or did you kind of come back and yeah. forth? Yeah, I was pretty hooked immediately in terms of the workouts. Um, you know, but back then there were no real tutorials. Like um, they started kind of putting out videos and trying to show people how to do these movements. And then the CrossFit Journal, which is getting a lot of attention now recently too, you know, goes back that far. Um, I want to say 2002 or three. So they started to really kind of put a stake in the ground and say, this is what fitness is. And these are the movements that you should do. And so, yeah, I was, I was hooked um, pretty much right away. And also realizing that I was probably doing the workouts wrong. I was probably doing the <laughs> movements wrong. Uh, you know, I probably wasn't, you know, I was going intense, at least what I thought at the time too. So, um, you know, this is back in the era of kind of the garage gyms. And so people who have kind of found on their own, um, we all kind of went through like a similar arc with them. Yeah. So you said back then there really wasn't any affiliates. When was your first experience with an actual CrossFit affiliate when you got to actually be in a community face-to-face? Yeah. So the first one was uh, CrossFit New Jersey when I moved to New Jersey. And it was a gentleman who just basically, and like you could never get CrossFit New Jersey now, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you can get you know, town, town names even. Um, so it's like, that gives you a perspective. I think it was the only one in New Jersey. I think there's probably, I don't know, maybe 200 now, if you look at the map at one point. And so he was just a a firefighter that set it up in, in, in the firehouse. So, um, that was really when I first started doing that. And then for me personally, because I started on my own, um, even when I lived in New Jersey, I would still not even go to an affiliate um, just because I would train on my own and I, and I found, you know, like CrossFit friendly gyms. So I kind of been asked to quiet down at like your traditional global gym after <laughs> months doing deadlifts and stuff or, um, or, you know, find like personal training studios um, that would, you know, kind of let you come in and, and kind of just do whatever you wanted for, for 20 minutes to an hour and then, uh, so yeah, so that's the, the first real experience, uh, with an affiliate, like on an ongoing basis was with CrossFit triple threat, which no longer exists on the Jersey shore. And, uh, my buddy opened that up. And so I was actually one of the coaches there, basically one of the founding coaches, um, focused on a lot of the strength stuff and running classes and kind of building that up and, um, building that gym up. So that was, that was probably the first experience kind of being an affiliate, um, on a regular basis. I I think it's crazy to think about is most people now don't even understand what training would look like without a CrossFit style gym of like, Hey, there's just pull-up bars and barbells and bumper plates. But like, I imagine like when you're talking about before, it's like, no, the only option was a global gym. It's like, there's treadmills and then there's the benches and now like how do I get a workout in? Yeah, and the hip abductor, right? Like those were the, the only things you had. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and I have so many stories of this where, like, even like twelve years ago, I was like, I remember when when uh, when Target had T-shirts that were ripping off of CrossFit phases phrases, and I and I texted you know the head legal guy. I was like, hey, we actually made it now. Target's, <laughs> but it actually even it's even more than that now. I was at a hotel gym a couple weeks ago. 
and the wallpaper in the workout room were kettlebells. It was like a, you know, like barbells and kettlebells. And like, mm-hmm. even if you, I mean, everybody knows about like Olympic lifting and the resurgence there because of CrossFit, but you know, kettlebells and bumpers and like none of that stuff, um, you, you didn't even see it. It didn't even mm-hmm. exist. Right. And so, you know, I think you can trace a lot of that back to kind of CrossFit and the change that it had just in the, the entire approach to fitness across the whole industry. So, yeah, that kind of leads me into my next question. Do you remember at all uh, when you felt like CrossFit kind of like took off? Uh, it's probably like close to around like maybe like 2008 to 2010, I, at least in my recollection of really, mm-hmm. really when it took off. But what is your recollection of that moment? Yeah, I, you know, it's weird for me. It's kind of like um, having been there when there was nothing, right? Then you're at like, now we've got 100 affiliates. Now we've got 1,000 affiliates. Now we've got 10,000. So it's kind of like, it's still happening kind of for me, right? Like, you know, even five years ago, it started showing up in TV shows and like references in kind of pop culture. So to say like, when did that first happen? Um, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard to say like, cause I, again, I feel like it's, it's still happening, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I had a, you know, it, it, it's just part of the, the, the lexicon now. Right. So, um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy. What, why don't you tell us a little bit about, or Nick, what, what do you got another question for us? Well, I just, I, 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 I always kind of had this perception that you've been doing it for a long time, but thinking that you've been doing it since 2002 is like, it is really like, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around it. Cause I think about when, when I started in 2012, what Zach, you must've been what, 2013. And it's like 2012 as well. October, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like, you know, you're, you're in that state of like, oh, you know, we just started, but now I go, we're 10 years deep into this as well now. But to think uh, you've doubled our amount. I mean, I think about how it was still in its infant phase there 10 years ago. Like I remember the things that we were doing inside a box and you would never see that stuff nowadays because of how much the level has, has elevated of coaches, affiliates, athletes in general. It's, it's, uh, so I can only imagine where it came from if you're talking 10 years beyond that or what shit looked like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so look, it's definitely a progression and there's definitely, uh, you have a, a wider net now. So there's definitely extremes. Right. And so, you know, for me, it's like when I started out, I was, you know, what is it? 17 years younger or whatever, you know, 20 years younger. So, um, you know, there's that aspect to it too, and kind of had a different approach to it, had different goals. And so, you know, my, my goals and things that I focus on over the years have evolved as well. Um, but CrossFit has kind of always been a part of that, but no, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, I could have signed up for the first games and just gone to it. Right. (laughs) Right? Like, you know, I competed in Albany, against you know before there were regionals right and then and i competed in one year like i forget if it was like the first sectional right and it was a controversy because they all programmed their own workouts and um you know the the one guy who dead lifted 650 pounds in canada programmed deadlifts and so there's (laughs) so and then you're starting to see that now too right with uh what is it the semifinals here where they have their own workouts that they can program so some of that stuff kind of comes, you know, full circle. But no, I mean, Nick, you're absolutely right. It's it's definitely different when you're reading a workout online and not really knowing what the movements are, what it should be, or what it should feel like, versus going to an affiliate. And so that's been 
one of the super cool things, at least for me, is to see that evolution. And what I've liked over, say, the last, say, 10 years is that, uh, or, or more, it's like before when I would travel, it'd be like, I'd be driving around and I'd be in like this deserted, like airport adjunct area. And I'd be like, Oh, that's where there's going to be a CrossFit box. And then lo and behold, there's a CrossFit box. But when it, when they first started coming through on like main street USA, um, in, in some of the locations that they are now. And, you know, it got to the point, this goes back to your question, Zach, like when did it click for you? I realized that like basically any city that I traveled in, I had no excuse to not go train in a box because there's one available in the proximity of wherever I'm staying within a few minutes now. And there's going to be a time that I can make work to get a workout in during my trip. Right. So, um, you know, that's kind of interesting too, but then Nick, to your point about, you know, the level, right. Like the level of coaching and, and, you know, the, the education department within CrossFit is, is so amazing. And I don't think, I don't think it always gets enough credit or people don't realize it. Or I think lay people don't realize how much of an impact that methodology and those those red shirts, you know, the, the trainers who are training the trainers have on on society is 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 pretty amazing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaron, why don't you bridge the gap a little bit for us and our audience uh, about um, when you started at CrossFit Casco Bay and maybe walk us through like how you how you found that gym and your experience over the last I think ten years or so. Yeah. So. Um, so let's see, I found CrossFit early on. Um, and, um, when I, I moved up here to, uh, Portland about 10 years ago, my daughter was born when we were in New Jersey and we have family up here. We actually lived on, on Peaks Island. And so, you know, I had, I had a lot of my own equipment already as well and had a little pain shed going there, but I was looking to get involved with, with the community. And, um, I was just searching online, like everybody else does like, okay, CrossFit in my area or on the, the, the affiliate map didn't even exist then. And I was looking through the different options and there were a few back then even. And, um, I, I saw CrossFit Casco Bay and I was looking at the pictures and then I saw that Greg Panora was there and I was definitely on a strength cycle within my training, um, during that. And I was like, wow, you know, I can go there and train with Greg, you know, it was the box, you know, was a little bit dirtier and grungy and some tires and like all the like strongman stuff that I, that I was loving at the time and still do. But, um, that's what kind of drew me to the box. So I would try to make it over, you know, as much as possible, you know, even while living on peaks. Um, and then when we moved, you know, to the West end, it, it was easy cause it's right there. And, and I would already, was already established with, uh, with Adam and, and everybody else that was there. So we're not going to tell, we're not going to tell Greg that, uh, that it was you that brought him in. He's going to ask me for some freaking royalties or something. That's like a royalty or something. 10 years, 10 years advanced. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He totally would. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where I met Nick too, was the power hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you would only, you would only come on bench days. So I know. Right. Well, yeah, that that was (laughs) before. That was before the, uh, that was before I owned, I, I was there and I remember actually, yeah, I remember uh, doing power hour with you for the few months before I ended up buying the place. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, the, the grungier days of CrossFit Casco. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. It, like, it, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like most gyms back then were grungy. I think that's just kind of was the allure of it. Right. You kind of, yeah. you got some dirt on your shoes as you walked in and things have changed for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
So no, and that's kind of what, you know, I think for a lot of us that came out of the garage era, like that's what kind of appealed to us too. Um, and, and I mean, like, that's not to say I, I, I love a nice clean gym now. You know? <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, I can appreciate kind of, kind of both ends of that spectrum. So. It just kind of felt like, I don't know about you guys. It just felt like a place where you got shit done. Like you actually yeah. trained at a CrossFit gym. You worked out with your towel at other gyms, but you got, you got yeah. stuff done at the CrossFit gym. Yeah. Yeah, they, but, yeah. Prioritizing yeah. getting, getting fit, not worrying about, you know, you know, that, that, that was the difference. And that's why you like looked at it as like, Oh, like th- this is more about, I'm here to get strong and fit. Who gives a shit if there's a little dust on the ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But change. You can have both now, right? You can. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of like the affiliate, you know, community is that they're all very different. And like, you know, even like I did 10 years ago, it's like, find, find what works for you. Go try out a class. Now it's super easy to do that. And, find the community and, and the facility that you like the best. Right. And so, um, it's super cool. So what has been kept you, what's kept you going for 20 years? What about CrossFit and, and the community of CrossFit that's kept you like yeah. interested yeah. in yeah. I mean, to so train? For me, I mean, I got my start early on, like I said, found it online and maybe I'll tell a little bit about kind of my Genesis within the CrossFit space itself. So training personally got a lot of results out of that. And then, um, in terms of like my affinity with CrossFit, I've been in, involved with CrossFit now, the organization for 17 years, right? So basically, I talked about how we just had the one web page where we would post our times and stuff. And I had someone was posting and we started interacting. And it turned out that he was stationed overseas. He was a chaplain and he had like a dozen guys that he was training in austere conditions, right? Um, in the war zone. And so I just emailed Greg and his wife, Lauren at the time and said, Hey, I'm, I'm talking to this guy. Is there anything we can do for them? Can we send them a care package or something? And Greg responded right away. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk to, you know, anybody that we have listed as equipment or friends of CrossFit. And this is before rogue or again, faster. And so we reached out, put together packages. They shipped them from California and then at, really at that point, Greg was just like, hey, come out anytime you want for your L1 um, and, you know, get involved. And so it took me until about 2006. So 2006, I went and got my, my first L1. And it was, it was back when it was like a three-day uh, event. And it was before they broke out the SMEs. So, you know, the, we had, you know, Mark Ripito was there for strength. Chuck Liddell striking coach was there. Uh, John Hackleman. We had Angela Hart for rowing. We had Rob Wolf. We had, you know, so all of these people that then broke off into specific areas. Um, Mike Bergner was there. So like uh, it was a three day thing. And then, um, so I got my L1 actually ended up um, moderating the message board. So in addition, in addition to the website, we used to have a message board. And the message board was great because there was no, you, you had to, you couldn't be anonymous. So you had, literally had to prove who you were. So think about like all the interactions that you have online now with anonymous trolls, right? Mm-hmm. None, of, none of, I mean, we had, we had a bunch of bullshit on it, but it was very, <laughs> very civil. There was like literally sections for each type of different topic. And we had kind of rules and like, so me and a number of other um, people that were around for a long time were moderators there. 
and literally kind of kept things in check and, and all of that stuff. And so did that. And then um, around that time, there was a workout that had started in the affiliate community because by that time, 2007, 2008, there were a number of affiliates now. And we were doing a fundraiser every year that ran for six years around um, the fight gone bad workout. So basically, that was a fundraiser in the community, raised a bunch of money. Um, and so I got involved with that. And then in 2008, uh, CrossFit, we decided to establish our own 501c3 nonprofit. So since 2008, I've run the CrossFit Foundation. Um, and so uh, basically, over the years, working with a number of nonprofits, so um, three, four dozen nonprofits over the years that are partners that are in our community. And so I still do that today. And, um, you know, we're, so that's, what's kept me in. Like, I mean, I, I'm so involved both with the training, but then on a personal perspective and, you know, CrossFit did so much for me, especially early on. And so I've always wanted to kind of serve and give back to the community. And a lot of the work that I do with the nonprofits kind of allows me to do that. So, yeah, it's a, a long answer, but that's that's what's kind of, you know, kept me in it. From a training perspective, it's one of those things where, you know, over the years or, you know, on the road or whatever, you're able to get in, get something done in 20 minutes and, you know, be good for the day. Um, for me personally now as an older, you know, getting older and a dad, like I like the, the hour class because I end up doing so much stuff that I just wouldn't do if I was left to my own devices here in my pain shed, right? I would just deadlift and flip the tire, right? And be done. But I do so much mobility. I more actually warm up. Like, so, so like, <laughs> it's definitely been an evolution, you know, for me. And then always, you know, trying to get back, get back some of the fitness that I had. So yeah. anyway, hopefully that's cool. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, I would, I would love to hear more about the, uh, the charities that I, I don't think, people understand how involved CrossFit is with, yeah. with different organizations and helping the community just because I think it's always just been a part of their, their ethos and culture yeah. and it's not been something they publicize, but what, what is it that you guys do? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a lot and maybe I'll start back. I, I mentioned the Fight Gone Bad workout, which was kind of grassroots <clears throat> um, over the years. So after Fight Gone Bad, we ran for a number of years CrossFit for Hope. So you guys probably came in right around that time and CrossFit for Hope, we had, um, we built a number of schools and uh, water cisterns and other things in Kenya. So did a lot of work in Kenya. Um, we raised, I think, over $3 million for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. We drowned proof thousands of babies through the ISR kind of um, infant swim resource training program, raised half a million dollars for the Hotshots 19, which were the smoke jumpers that perished, uh, the Prescott 19. And so um, so we did a lot of those things probably like in a five-year period. But throughout that, um, we've always worked with nonprofit partners in the space. And so think of folks like Barbells for Boobs, uh, the Phoenix here, um, Out Foundation, Fire, which was formerly Steve's Club. So the way I say it is any any kind of nonprofit cause that you can think of, there's a organization that is tied to CrossFit that probably meets some of those deeds. So breast cancer, adaptive athletes, veterans, like recovery, like you name it, 
there's going to be a nonprofit that's um, there in our community that either traces their roots, like Barbells for Boobs started over 10 years ago um, with the Grace workout, right? And so, um, or they have a large portion of their activity that's tied to CrossFit as well. So for me, I've had the honor and privilege to work with these groups over the years um, and kind of amplify what they're doing, support what they're doing. Um, sometimes it's financial support, sometimes it's kind of media support, but also bringing them together. So twice a year, we bring them together, we have workshops, we have networking opportunities. And so, you know, it becomes like a beautiful synergy when, say, two weeks ago, you know, we had Chandler Smith and Amanda Bernhardt at a fire workout in Boston at the CrossFit uh, Community Center that's run by the Phoenix, right? So you have nonprofit partners that are kind of supporting each other and working together. So um, that's what I'm currently doing with the foundation. We also do a lot of work with schools. So if people um, are looking to set up a CrossFit affiliate, a nonprofit CrossFit affiliate at a school, we help fund them for equipment and, and scholarships, some of their um, certifications. So. So yeah, so it's a big mix of, of kind of nonprofit partners that, that I work with now. That's really cool. And if anyone wants more information on, on the CrossFit Foundation in general or any specific one of those charities you kind of spoke of, is there any resource that we can direct the audience to if, they, if they're interested? Yeah, so we're, um, you know, we've got the website on CrossFit.com. The foundation is kind of linked there. Um, you know, we're, we're also in a kind of a transition phase with the foundation in terms of kind of bringing on a new executive director to basically run the day-to-day and then also kind of shape the mission uh, for the foundation going forward. Historically, it's kind of been behind the scenes a little bit. And, um, you know, it wasn't even until just a few years ago that we were actually, you know, mentioned on the website, which, which is totally fine in terms of the impact that we're able to have um, without that huge promotion. But, um, you know, so we're, we're at a point where we're maintaining, you know, the relationships and the good work that we're doing with our partners. Um, but we're also, um, you know, looking to kind of cauterize what that mission is kind of going forward, but it'll always have something to do with the community for sure. It will always be focused also around kids, probably recovery, mental health, and, and a few other things as well as our nonprofit partners. But, um, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So I think kind of just to wrap things up, I, I'm curious. Oh, you got the, the wrap-up signal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Zoom, yeah. Zoom's okay. cutting us off. I don't have the premium version. Yeah. We got less than a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for coming on. Um, I, I, I think uh, it's been really cool to hear about, like, all this stuff with CrossFit. And uh, I really appreciate your time. It, it's been great. I'm sure the audience has loved, uh, loved hearing all about it. So I yeah. really appreciate it. No, thank you guys. This was fun. And you know, if people have questions or, or what have you, you know, um, you know, it's all about the, the community and we've got a great community at CrossFit Casco Bay and Nick's been a huge supporter of a number of these nonprofit activities. And it's challenging, like, because I know he could do one, a, one a week. Right. So there's so mm. much. to do. So, uh, but yeah, if anybody has questions or, or anything about any of this, feel free to reach out to me. Totally happy to talk about it. Thanks so much. Well, for for all three of us, uh, thank you so much for listening. And we will, all three of us, we'll see you at the gym very soon. Have a good one. Take care. See you guys. 6.30 a.m.